And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. The Athletic. I'm sorry, you can sit there and look and play with all your silly machines as much as you like. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I think! Brilliant! And time, and time again. Break up the music. Charge a glass. This nation is going to dance all night. Things in football that somehow have never happened. Countries yet to be represented by a player in the Premier League. Quickfire goal scorers. One-time European Cup final venues. Football on TV. And Mustachio top flight managers since 1992. Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is the Football Clichés Quiz 7. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 237 of Football Clichés. I'm Adam Hurry and with me for the 7th edition of the Football Clichés Quiz is the reigning champion, Michael Cox. He's been the reigning champion since Clichés Quiz 5 the only one to have retained the Clichés Quiz title in its history, having fought off a comeback attempt from former champion Charlie Ecclesher in the World Cup edition back in October. You're back, Michael. Are you as motivated as you were back in Clichés Quiz 5? No, probably not. I'd say slightly less motivated, uh, but still relatively motivated. Yeah, I nearly said thank you for inviting me back, but actually you've got no, no choice until someone beats me. Yeah, bound by the regulations. And what a lovely, honest answer that was. Taking you on in Clichés Quiz 7, is former Opta ace turned athletic all-rounder, Duncan Alexander. Duncan, welcome. Hello. I feel like you might have the, a pretty good temperament for this. Really? I can't see you doing a George Culkin or a James Moore, but I can, <laughs> I can on the other hand, see you doing a Charlie Eccleshare by frequently querying the famously Jenga-like rules and regulations of this quiz. So... Swings and roundabouts, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I've historically, I'm, I've been more of a, a quiz setter than a, than a quiz doer. Yeah. So you know, poacher turned, etc., and so on. But yeah, it's a big challenge, you know, going up against uh, one of the, one of the giants of the, of the modern game. So yeah, bring it on. Almost like a Rangnick figure in the cliches oh, quiz. On. Come on, rattling Coxie. I've won, I've won two titles. I mean, I can't be having that. <laughs> right then. Anyway, a lot of points on offer over the next five rounds of cliches level football knowledge. I'll explain the rules as we go. For any listeners playing along, anyone who's heard this before, you will simply have to choose the Michael Cox route or the Duncan Alexander route to ensure that you can compare your score accurately to the two contestants. Right, let's go. Round one is Evers and Nevers. You're going to get five questions each and you'll get a point for each correct answer. Michael, as the defending champion, you will go first. And your first question is this. Which of these English clubs has ever 
played in the UEFA Cup slash Europa League? Queen's Park Rangers, Crystal Palace or Sheffield United? Which of those have played in the UEFA Cup slash Europa League? I can't think Crystal Palace would have finished high enough. Obviously, the FA Cup run is up 1990, but English clubs weren't in Europe. The third one was Sheffield United. Mm. I'm going to go for QPR, first option. Correct. Very good. Um, they've been in Europe a couple of times. Most recently, in 1984, they qualified for the UEFA Cup and uh, cruised through the first round by beating some Icelandic lot 7-0 on aggregate. Then played Partizan Belgrade, beat them 6-2 in the first leg at Highbury, then lost 4-0 away, went out on away goals. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Highbury was, was, was Loftus Road, not uh, didn't fit the regulations. Or? Maybe it was a plastic pitch situation, not sure. Oh, but, um, yeah. Okay. but yeah, or maybe they just opted to play in a bigger stadium. Didn't matter, out they went. Duncan, question number one for you. Which of these clubs has never qualified for the Champions League? That is, since 1992. Real Mallorca, Dinamo Moscow or Boa Vista? Which of them have mm. never qualified for the Champions League since 1992? Mallorca have. I think they came f- They came high up one year, got in. Classic. For Russian clubs, they, they changed their name. There's lots of them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Boa Vista. Incorrect. Champions in 2001. Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dinamo Moscow was the one you were after. Um, the only, go. I believe the only of the big Moscow clubs. Outfits. Outfits, very much so. Wow, Michael taking an early lead in round one. Michael, here's your second question. Which of these players has never played for Celtic? Ramon Vega, Stefan Oncho or Thomas Kushak? <laughs> Fairly sure Vega has. Oncho just seems like he should have. But I can't remember it. On the basis that reserve goalkeepers pop up in places I don't know about. Jack Butland at Man United. Who who knew that had happened? I I had no idea about that. Um, I'm going to say Kushak has and I'll go for Honcho hasn't. Incorrect. And the logic that you applied, nonetheless, did justify my selections. I wanted you to think that Oncho sounds Celtic-y but not Celtic-y enough. And I wanted you to think that backup goalkeepers might have snuck into the Celtic squad without you noticing. And why would you have done? Nonetheless... You are incorrect. Duncan. Have I overthought things? Yes. <laughs> no, in a way, you've thought about it correctly. You, you've fallen into my trap and I've welcomed you in and everyone's oh, happy. It's great. You've made Adam look good, basically. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Duncan, your second question. Can you pull level? Which of these players has never played for Rangers? Marcus Gale, Frank De Boer or VRL Moldovan? I've got memories of, of Marcus Gale going up across the border. To, to do stuff. De Boer, yes. I'm going to go Moldovan. Yeah, Vero Moldovan is correct. Very good. Personally, I didn't remember that Frank De Boer was at Rangers. I knew Ronald was there. I didn't know that Frank had followed him. Marcus Gale is a curious one, but yeah. Moldovan, who sounds quite Rangersy, but you mm. didn't fall into that trap, did you? It's 1-1 after two questions. Michael, your third one is this. Which of these players has never played in MLS? Steve Guppy, Danielson, or Raphael van der Vaart? I can't remember any of those players playing in MLS. Could I have the options again? Steve Guppy, Danielson, or Raphael van der Vaart? <laughs> what are they getting Steve Guppy over? I can't work out whether I can imagine... It's just a great selection Steve, of players, first Steve of all. Guppy yeah. playing in MLS. You just can't compare Steve Guppy and Danielson in any... It's my dream dinner party. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to say Danielson didn't play in MLS. Incorrect. It's actually Raphael van der Vaart, mm. who never played in MLS. Steve Guppy played for DC United. Okay. Great 
great little sandwich of his career. I believe it was Wickham, DC United, Stevenage Borough. Yeah, the, tri- the triangle, they call it. <laughs> uh, the well-trodden path, indeed. Right then, Duncan, question number three for you. Well-worn territory for the Clichés podcast, this. Which of these players has never played in the Turkish Super League? Cleberson, Lamano Loire Loire, or John Heitinger? I mean, they all sound incredibly plausible. Loire Loire, obviously, remember him from his Colchester days and then obviously scoring against the team he was on loan from in the Premier League. But I, I, good seem working, to recall, yeah. good, I seem to remember him definitely playing there. I think it's Cleberson. It sounds like he should have been there. It sounds like he's actually played three seasons, but I think it's Cleberson. It's incorrect, I'm afraid. It's John Heitinger, yeah. uh, who should have played for Galatasaray, but just somehow didn't. How did that happen? I, I can't tell you who Cleverson played for. Uh, hints of Besiktas, but I can't remember. Anyway, the score remains one all. as you go into the fourth question of round one. Michael, which of these English-born players has never represented the Republic of Ireland at international level? Rory Delap, Alex Bruce, or Craig Gardner? I think it's Craig Gardner. Craig Gardner is correct. Very good. Um, Alex Bruce famously played two games for the Republic of Ireland and two for Northern Ireland. That's right. That's why I threw him in there. That's why I threw him in there. But Cox was unmoved. Duncan, your fourth question of round one. Which of these managers has never managed an international side? Peter Reid, Joe Kinnear or Ron Atkinson? I can't remember who it was, but I've got a a memory of Big Ron being parachuted into somewhere. Literally. Literally. Yeah, literally. Literally parachuted in. Joe Kinnear... Doesn't feel like a country would appoint Joe Kinnear as their manager, but maybe one did. Peter Reid, I think Peter Reid, pretty sure he went somewhere like in Indonesia or, or something like that for for a, a short spell. I'm going to go Joe Kinnear. Incorrect. I'm afraid Peter Reid. You're not miles away. It was Thailand he managed. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ron Atkinson hasn't managed any national team. Joe Kinnear managed India and Nepal, uh, and I can tell you that his record. Arch with rivals. Na- yes, and I can tell you that his record with Nepal. That was his highest win percentage of his entire career. Michael, you are leading 2-1 as you go into the final question of round one. Your fifth question is this. Which of these players has never played under Jose Mourinho? Andre Villas-Boas, Diego Forlan or Alvaro Morata? Morata definitely did at Real Madrid. Villas-Boas? So it has to be played. Which of these players has never played under Jose Mourinho? Andre Villas-Boas, Diego Forlan Alvaro Morata. I don't think Villas-Boas played at any good level, did he? I'm trying to think of Forlan where he would have done it. Inter? That was a bit late, wasn't it? Forlan. I don't think Villas-Boas had a, any career, so I'm going to go for Villas-Boas. Uh, it's incorrect. Uh, the answer is Diego Forlan, who signed for Inter Milan about a year after Mourinho had left. Morata, of course, did play for Mourinho at Real Madrid, increasingly so. The spanner in the works here is Andre Villas-Boas. Um, oddly enough... In Mourinho's final season at Porto, he gave a single appearance to a young midfielder called Andre Felipe Montero Villas Boas. <laughs> not the Villas Boas. It's, no, it's the wrong one. I remember. <laughs> that is, I mean, uh, that's I, a curveball. Uh, that is disgusting. I it's think. fucking brilliant, and it's great, that and it's is, funny, and it's and it's and it's factually intact. One first-team appearance against uh, Passos de Ferreira as a last-minute substitute for Manish. Little did he know the ripples. <laughs> that he would have what a name to, to be duplicate and presumably the, the Villa I suppose that you were thinking of was at the club at the same time doing his thing Yeah, mm. his, his little video analysis stuff that must have been odd anyway Duncan you can draw level fifth question of your first round which of these players has never played under Sam Allardyce Yakubu Benjani or Matthew slash Matt slash Matty Taylor 
you are permitted to query which Matty Taylor I'm asking. Do you mean the Matt Taylor who scored that goal of the season for Portsmouth from yes, long range? That one. that one, yes. Yakubu Benjani or Matty Taylor? Yakubu obviously had the incident with the chicken. Um, <laughs> uh, most Premier League game with most players born on a Monday, that one, for anyone that's wondering. But that's not the question. No. Um, I'm going to go Benjani. That's incorrect, I'm afraid. The answer is Yakubu. Allardyce chased him quite a few times. West Ham most notably tried to sign him from Everton, I believe. But um, I'd love, I'd love to see Allardyce literally chasing <laughs> Yakubu. What a race that! Yeah. Ben Johnny played for Allardyce at Blackburn, and Matty Taylor was eventually signed by Allardyce at West Ham, but didn't play for him at Bolton. I thought that yeah. might might have uh, tricked you, but no, there we are. Uh, Michael, you still see anything about Andre Villas-Boas, or are you over it? I was over it, and then you clarified which Matty Taylor uh, you meant for Duncan's question, so I, I was a bit annoyed about that, to be honest. I, All we asked for was consistency. No, it's not. It's uh, Common sense for me. Y- yeah, I mean, I, I, that, that, is, that is actually bad, isn't it? But, um, but I, I was just thrown by the mattiness of it all. And um, uh, the fact that you didn't know an un- another Andre Villas-Boas existed, I think, gets me out of this to a certain extent. The score is 2-1 to Michael Cox as we go into round two of the Football Clichés Quiz 7. This round is the Premier League foreign influx. Question one will be a sudden death penalty shootout. Three points are on offer here. You'll take it in turns to answer until we have a winner in sudden death penalty shootout style. If you answer consecutive questions wrong, no point will be awarded. Right, Michael, you're in the lead. You'll go first. The question is, 114 of the 207 FIFA-affiliated nations other than those in the UK have been represented in the Premier League. But what about the other 93? Oh, God. (laughs) Name any country in the world that is affiliated to FIFA that has not had a player represent them in the Premier League. North Korea. Correct. Duncan. Nepal. Correct. Mongolia. Correct. Liechtenstein. Correct. San Marino. Correct. Chad. Correct. Andorra. Correct. Antarctica. Oh, that's not going to be affiliated, is it? I'm afraid you have said Antarctica. I'm afraid you... (laughs) They should have have a football team, let's be honest. (laughs) Tough place to go. Tough place to go. (laughs) I'm stunned that you've said Antarctica. It, It is... Not a FIFA-affiliated nation, so that is technically <laughs> an incorrect answer. Three points goes to Michael Cox after Antarctica, which is a stop. <laughs> I thought that was going to go on for years. Yeah, I, I feared it would. I feared mm. it would. But yeah, you now lead 5-1 Oof. in the cliches quiz. Right. Question two will be another sudden death penalty shootout. Three points on offer again. And Michael, you'll get to go first again. Now, according to the criteria laid out in the list of foreign Premier League players Wikipedia page, tell me a player from Cameroon who has played in the Premier League. Samuel Eto'o. Correct. Duncan. Rigobert Song. Correct. Alex Song. Correct. <laughs> Mark Vivian Correct. Benoit Asu Ikoto. Correct. Mine's going blank. Uh, Lauren. Correct. Uh, Brian M- Mbumo. Correct. Jeremy. Correct. Eric Maxim Chupomoting. Correct. Uh, no, gone blank. According to the regulations of a penalty shootout, I believe that makes Michael the winner of the points. Uh, he, that makes him 8-1 ahead as we go into question three of round two, the Premier League foreign influx. Question three, you'll get a question each here. Foreign players who famously failed to settle. <laughs> Michael, here's your question. Whose wife reflected on their time in England with these words? The people are all pasty-faced, prim and proper. Weird. They're walking down the street and you don't know if they're going to kill you or what. 
The food's disgusting. All the girls are all dolled up to the nines, perfectly made up, and there's me with my hair in a bun and with no makeup. We try to be closer when things go bad. I did not blame him for being there. I just told him, darling, I want to kill myself. It's already <laughs> night at 2pm in the afternoon. I think this was Angel Di Maria. I can give you three options if you like. A. Mario Jardel at Bolton. B. Diego Lugano at West Brom. Or C. Angel Di Maria at Manchester United. <laughs> I think it was Angel Di Maria's wife. You are correct. It was. Duncan. The women of which town responded to one foreign import's remarks about them with this? I think it is a disgusting thing to say and he wants to get a life. I would tell him to get himself a life if I saw him. There must be something wrong with him if he is pulling people down. Another said, it is not on. There were pretty women in Town X. He is sad. He wants to get a life. I would give him a good slap. There are some ugly women, <laughs> but it is not right to be saying it. <laughs> Do I get some options? Oh, yes, sir. Sorry, <laughs> I mean, I know the town, I think. I think it might be a town in Yorkshire. Your options are A, Blackpool, B, Barnsley, or C, Ipswich. It was the good women of Barnsley. Correct. Very good. That was um, Barnsley's homesick striker, the Macedonian Georgi Christoph, who said the local girls are far uglier than the ones back in Belgrade or Skopje, where I come from. Our women are much prettier. Besides, they don't drink as much beer as the Barnsley girls, which is something I don't like at all. Way to silence the boo boys there. Um, <laughs> well done, both. Uh, the score is 9-2 as we go into question four of round two. Now, fastest mouths first. The first to shout their name will get the chance to answer this. If you fail, the other will get the chance to answer. Two points are on offer. Shout out your name as soon as you think you know the answer. What does this list of clubs correspond to? Nîmes, Lillestrom, Brondby... Shakhtar Donetsk, Kremenese, Gothenburg, Standard Liège, Bronby again, Nottingham Forest, Sparta Prague, Gornik Zabja, and SVV Dordrecht. Michael, did those clubs all get a European place through the fair play method? A, a curious answer for what is the foreign influx round of the Premier League. <laughs> uh, so that's incorrect Duncan you can have the chance to steal these two points uh, I'll read out the teams for you again if you like Nîmes Lillestrom Bronby Shakhtar Donetsk Kremenese Gothenburg Standard Liège Bronby again Nottingham Forest Sparta Prague Gornik Zabja and SVV Dordrecht are they the last teams to reach a final with a team made up of players from their own country no no once again this is uh, question four <laughs> of the um, Premier League foreign influx round um so you've both failed uh, both to understand the mission and get the that well that was a that had a foreign influx element to it not sure it did not sure it did not. can we have uh, other, can we have another guess yeah do you know what i'm going to give you guys a second chance i'm going to read out um, read out another list which pertains to the same thing and see if you can jog your footballing knowledge france norway denmark russia sweden sweden israel denmark Duncan. netherlands go it's the chronological foreign goals scored in the Premier League and who they were playing for, or the countries they're from. No. Michael. Michael. I think it's just the nationalities of the 11 foreign players on the first day of the Premier League, certainly the list of foreign players on the first day you of the Premier correct. League. You are correct. You are correct. Duncan went too advanced. Duncan went A-level. Michael went GCSE. He gets it. <laughs> That's 11-2. I'm, I'm glad we got there in the end. I didn't waste the question. Delighted to hear it. But yeah, a gap is opening as we go into the final question of round two, the Premier League foreign influx round, to remind everybody <laughs> playing along. <laughs> uh, now, yeah. it's another sudden death penalty shootout. Three points are on offer. 
Uh, Michael, you'll get to go first again in this one because you're in the lead. Now, bear with me, Michael Cox and Duncan Alexander. What I want are foreign Premier League players since 1992, of course, whose names begin with any accepted global variants of Michael or Alexander. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, so just to check, they have to be foreign players whose first name is Michael or Alexander. Or any sort of variant internationally. Okay, wow. I will accept shortened versions as well. Cool. I'll kick us off with Alexander Isaac. Going <laughs> to be doing a lot of control effing here, but yeah, obviously that's correct. Duncan. Alex Song, our old friend. Of course. Correct. Uh, I'm really starting to think here. I'm not even sure this was his name. But I'm going to go with it. Alex Niarko of Everton. Alex Niarko is correct, yes. Duncan. It's weird how the, Al- the A ones are easy in the M's, I think. I don't know. There's not a lot uh, in it in totality, I have to say. Al- what about Alex, the, the Chelsea player? Sorry, I, I will accept that. That is his accepted Premier League name. And that is the first word of that name. You, are, you will be permitted to have that as an answer. All Alex's so far, oddly. Yeah, I'm really struggling to think of fellow Michaels. Um, or variants. I'm going to have to go with a real variant, I think. I'm going to go for Mike Taylor. We should tell you what, it's controversial in terms of name and nationality. If yeah, I'm he's being not honest. an Irish, isn't he? Well, Mike, in footballing terms, he's Northern Irish, isn't he? So, Mike Taylor is, in football terms, Northern Irish, which does not classify him as a foreign player on the mm. Wikipedia page of foreign players. And it's a whole separate issue about whether the name M-A-I-K can be considered a variant of Michael. I would argue it could be. Strange things going on there. Um, but Duncan, you can take this penalty shootout by simply naming any foreign player in Premier League history who has a name derived from Michael or Alexander. Um, Mikhail Antonio. Oh, I don't know about that, I've got to say. Uh, excuse me, Dave, while I pause to check out this technicality. I mean, it's literally Mikhail. Say that enough times over and over again. Of course, Jamaican international, Mikhail Gregory Antonio. Yeah, I'm accepting Mikhail as a, um, as a derivation of Michael. It's probably closer to, the, uh, to its origin than Michael itself. So I'm glad we got through that round because I wasn't looking forward to it. But, um, <laughs> but Duncan's claimed three points, which closes the gap to 11-5 at the end of round two. Well done, both. Um, you could have had Miguel Almiron, for example. Oh, okay. Alexandra Lacazette, all that sort of stuff. I, it was mm. implied enough in the question that you could have had those. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard it right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer, if you ask me. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh, look at that! That is wonderful! Brought to your ears by The Athletic. This is Football Clichés. Round three, then. Round three will be a Name That Tune-style bidding process. Points will be awarded based on the winning bid. If if you cannot fulfil your bid, the other player will have the chance to claim two points by simply naming one more correct answer. So, Michael, again, you're in the lead. You will get to bid first on this first one. The whole City squad for the 2013-14 Premier League season. How many of those players can you name, do you think? Three. Duncan, can you improve on that bid? No, go on then, Michael. Interesting tactics. Michael, uh, three points on offer. If you can get these, go for it. Tom Huddleston. One. Curtis Davis. Two. And my next one will be Alex Bruce. Correct. Very good. Disappointing lack of ambition for Duncan there, but it's 14-5. As we go to the second question of round three, uh, Duncan, you'll get to bid first this time. I want you to name a player who is recorded as scoring a goal after 14 seconds or less in association football, according to Wikipedia. Okay, I'll go three. Duncan Alexander can name three players, Michael, who have scored a goal in less than 14 seconds of a match. Can you improve on that? Yeah, I, okay, I'll go for four. Bloody hell. Duncan? Five. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm stunned by this. I'll, I'll be amazed if, if Duncan can get five, but Michael, can you get six? I think it's difficult because I think I've got five. So I don't quite know what to do because I think Duncan will be able to name that. I'm just struggling to think of a six. I wouldn't back myself on this at all. But I'm 14 pre- seconds, yeah? That's the threshold. 14 seconds or less. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to press you on this, Michael. I'll let Duncan go for it then because I can't think of a six. So I'll let Duncan go for it. Okay, go on then, Duncan. Let's have your five. Okay, Shane Long. Correct. Yeah, 42nd fastest goal in football history, apparently. Is that? Yeah. Fair play. Ledley King. Correct. Two. Uh, Shearer. Alan Shearer is not on the Wikipedia list for goals scored in 14 seconds or less. We definitely saw a quick one in, in the Premier League. Everton. Because I remember doing, yeah, yeah, I I think, remember I doing an article about this. It was 94-95, was it, that? title winning season I think they won 2-1 at Everton was it that game I can't remember but I remember doing a thing on the fastest Premier League goals which turned out to be quite useful for this so <laughs> pretty sure he's up there desperately trying to google it I can tell you that Alan Shearer scored against Manchester City after 10.52 seconds so I'm willing to override the Wikipedia list and allow the answer it happened and that's that's just the fact uh, so that's three two more please uh, Dwight York. That also does ring a bell. Stupid fucking Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, Dwight York scored after 12.16 seconds. Aston Villa away at Coventry in 1995. So you just need one more that I that these are on my Wikipedia list or I have to quickly Google. Uh, James Beattie got one on like New Year's Day, I think, against Chelsea. Mid gum chew, I seem to recall. I think that was... I don't know if that was... Under 14 seconds. I remember it was first minute. It was really quick. I thought that was like 40 seconds. In astonishing scenes, I can tell you it's 13.52 seconds. (laughs) Duncan squeezes in by a margin of 0.48 seconds and satisfies his winning bid of five, closing the gap to 14.10. Stunning work. But work to be done by Wikipedia here. 
I sense. <laughs> um, slightly annoying. Right, possibly the most boring question of the entire quiz now. Michael, your turn to bid. How many people can you name who have ever held the position of president of FIFA or UEFA? I'll go for four. Duncan? I'll go five, tentatively. Michael? I think he's going to go for it. Again, I'm, I've got five again. The same situation as before. If you can't improve on it, Duncan will get the chance to answer. I'll go, I'll go for six. Duncan? Michael, off you go. Right, let's have six men who have ever held the position of president of FIFA or UEFA, please, Michael. Uh, Set Blatter. Yeah. Michel Platini. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Johansson. Yeah, that's three. Stanley Rouse. Four. Gianni Infantino. Five. Oh, and then I've got a couple of options for the sixth one. One more European or world football supremo, please. If you can't name him, Duncan, all, all Duncan has to do is name one more and he will claim two points. Right, a bit of a, a bit of a, a bit of a gamble. Well, it's not a gamble, is it really? I'm just trying to get one. I'm going to go for Jules Rimet. Yes, of course. Jules Rimet spent 33 years and 297 days in the post of FIFA president, nonetheless. So there you go. Had a trophy named after him and everything. As may you do. If you keep up this form, because you're leading, you're leading 2010 in the Football Clichés quiz as we go into round four. That was a real six-pointer, wasn't it? Quite in, literally. In I, had, I had Jao Havelange ready to go if, that, if that's he had a name. That was a name I was struggling to think of. Yeah, yeah. That was a, that's a nice name to say out loud. Um, yeah, you could have had um, reigning UEFA president Alexander Seferin, of course. Uh, but that's about it. That's about, that was the ceiling. Anyway, 2010, round four. Round four is the miscellaneous round. And we kick off with another sudden death penalty shootout. Three points on offer here. Michael, you get to go first, of course. I want you to name me a stadium that has hosted precisely one European Cup or Champions League final. And no more. <laughs> oh, that, I tell you what, that's a very good question. The Wanda Metropolitano. Yes, I will accept that. The Metropolitano in Madrid. Duncan. I don't know what it's called, but it's the stadium in Bari. I think it held like one of the 90s. European Cup finals. Does it, do we have to have the name of it? Because, you know. I don't want to get too officious about this. I know, everybody knows which stadium you're talking about. It's the stadium in Bari. Sa- you are correct. Sa- the Sa- David Platt Stadium. San Paolo? It's the San Nicola. Oh, San Nicola. I think San Paolo is the old name for Naples, is it? Anyway. Yeah, um, cool. uh, but I'm, I'm happy to accept it. Someone's, if we were talking about it in a pub and you said the Bari mm. Stadium, I would be happy. Michael, back to you. Um, the Millennium Stadium. Correct. Uh, Luzhniki. Correct. Just trying to think of whether this had a second one. Don't think it did. Uh, Old Trafford. Correct. Probably didn't want to go back after that rubbish game. 2003, was it? <laughs> yep. Tactical bow. Shit on a stick. Wow. Duncan, you're one. Uh, uh, Ataturk in Istanbul. Very good. Slated to hold uh, this year's final as well. So you've snuck in. There you are. Michael. The... I can't remember... Name of the stadium in Gelsenkirchen in 2004. Yeah, I'll accept that because it's probably changed its name a few times as well. It's the Arena Aufschalke in Gelsenkirchen. Okay. Yeah. Duncan, which other stadium has hosted precisely down, one European Cup final? Down to the bare bones, it feels like. Olymp- Olympia Stadium. Uh, no, that's incorrect. No, I'm afraid the, the Olympia Stadium hosted three Champions League finals. Most recently in 1997, Borussia Dortmund beating Juventus. Uh, Marseille beat Milan at Olympia Stadium in 93. And Nottingham Forest beat Malmo there in 1979. Mm. So that's three finals. Michael, that makes you the winner of this penalty shootout. You're 23-10 ahead as we go into question two of round four of the miscellaneous round. First to shout their name will get the chance to answer this. If you fail, the other will get the chance to take the point. Get ready. The question is, who 
in the space of four years, went from being an unused substitute in Leicester's League Cup final win over Tranmere to finishing fifth in the Ballon d'Or vote. Michael. Theo Zagorakis? It is correct. That is correct. The score is 24-10 as we go into question three of the miscellaneous round. Right, you're going to get a question each for this one. And the uh, the theme is football on TV. Michael, you'll go first. Chelsea versus Newcastle, August 2001. And Aston Villa versus Sheffield United, May 2007. What is the broadcasting significance of these two games? Chelsea, Newcastle, August 2001. Aston Villa versus Sheffield United, May 2007. Were they the first and last uh, games on Prem Plus or pay-per-view? It's just, just word perfect. Word perfect. 25-10. Duncan, here's your football on TV question. I want you to name the six UK broadcasters who have covered live Premier League matches at any point since 1992. Um, Sky. One. BT. Two. Satanta. Three. ESPN. Four. BBC during the pandemic. Five. Six, you say? One more. Does, well, does Prem Plus count as, as one? Uh, Prem Plus was under the umbrella of Sky Sports. Yeah. Oh, Amazon. Amazon is correct. 25-11. Now. Not really TV, is it? But... <laughs> Good point. Uh, don't argue with yourself. What are you doing? <laughs> it's 25-11. Um, question four of the miscellaneous round is footballers in TV adverts. Michael, here's your question. Out of your comfort zone here a little? Yep. In 1996, the Honey Monster scored a winning goal in a generic cup final for an outfit heavily based on which real-life club? Chelsea, Liverpool or Newcastle? Definitely Newcastle. Very good. Very good indeed, yeah. I always wondered how they filmed it. Quite realistic. Did they have to hire Mm. out an empty Wembley at night? Um, Not bad. Special effects for 1996, I have to say. 26-11. Duncan, here's your question. Name two of the players depicted in Nike's 1997 advert, Park Life. Oh, why couldn't I get the Honey Monster question? Depicted is uh, a silly word. They simply appeared in the advert. Yeah, I can't even remember the advert, to be honest. Oh. So, Park Life, 1997. That would suggest a very lazy ad company going, yeah, th- I'm totally in the dark here, so... I reckon he'd still be in it if they commissioned this advert now. I don't know whether that's a clue or not, but... So, let's go David Beckham. Adidas 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 is David Beckham. Yeah, I I, I felt sorry for him because he didn't know, but then he went with the Adidas player of the Yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, I'm still going. I thought I'd I'd fail. Yeah, feeling quite charitable. Go on. Okay. Eric Cantona. One. Gigs? Uh, Reebok, man, I'm afraid. Um, Not feeling charitable anymore. Uh, You could have had Ian Wright, David Seaman or Robbie Fowler. That's your Mm. next ones. Um, Good advert. Have a look. Have a watch. Hackney, Hackney Marshes, wasn't it? That Correct. One. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely stuff. 26-11 as we go into question five of round four, the miscellaneous round. Three points on offer here, though. And it's another sudden death penalty shootout. Uh, Michael, you'll get to go first. Men who have managed a team for a Premier League game and simultaneously had a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. Frank Clark. Frank Clark is correct. Graham Sunas. Graham Sunis is correct. More than one club, I, I understand. Don't know if he had a moustache in the Premier League. No, I'm back in Duncan here, I'm telling you. Yeah, this is, I mean, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Allardyce. Sure? Yeah, I can't think of anyone else. I'll go Allardyce. Allardyce is correct, but it's a fascinating technicality here. He had a moustache for his entire manager career, right up until he got Bolton promoted. Then he shaved it off that summer and didn't have a moustache in the Premier League until 2012 when he grew one for Movember. So that is very lucky. Very lucky. So, Duncan, over to you. Moustachioed Premier League managers, please. I'm thinking Paul Sturrock. Paul Sturrock is speaking to me. 
Is that your answer? It's it's where where does a goatee change into a mustache? What what's the what's the cutoff point here? Uh, if the, if there is any chin hair, then that counts as having a beard as well. It doesn't matter if it's connected to the mustache or not. It has to be a mustache on its own. I think that might rule Starrick out. I think he got his fried egg bap caught up in his in his. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is there's got to be a couple more. It's not common, but there has to be a couple more. I go Viali. Incorrect, I'm afraid. Not a mustachioed Premier League manager. Um, Duncan, I'm afraid you lose the penalty shootout once more. Uh, Michael, any more names for us? There was like a Southampton manager in the mid-90s, but I can't remember his name. Are you thinking, of, are you thinking of Ian Branford? Maybe. Oh, Dave Merrington you are thinking of. Yeah, I'm not sure. To be honest, I don't know. Neither of them are correct, according to yeah. Getty mm. Images. And uh, uh, you could have had Luis Felipe Scolari. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, OK. Uh, Terry McDermott. Uh, John Gorman. Possibly the best... Premier League moustache of all. And mm. um, flat cap wearing caretaker, Frank Burrows. Burrows, yeah. yeah. That's, 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 who, I was that's trying to, who I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Flat cap. Should have got Gorman, though. Yeah. Former Wicker manager. Oh, really? My goodness mm. me. Yeah, flat cap and moustache. Very much the Frank but being called Frank Burrows starter kit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, Michael, you lead... 29-11, which is an unassailable 18-point advantage as we go into the final round, football cliches. But, Duncan, if you get all of these, it will look like an absolute thriller for people <laughs> looking back at a list on Wikipedia. Um, I'm going to read out a dictionary definition of a phrase. I want you to tell me what the football cliche it is that it pertains to. Is it shout our names out? Yes. Shout your name out if you know the answer, and you will secure yourself three points for each one. Question one. The definition goes as follows. A small, securable cupboard or compartment, typically as one of a number placed together... Michael, locker. Got it in his locker. Locker is correct. Very good. 32-11. Question two. Which reliable footballing figure is also passed through the end of an axle to keep a wheel in position? Duncan, nuts and bolts. No. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bit catchphrase, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which reliable footballing figure is also passed through the end of an axle to keep a wheel in position, Michael? Just going to guess a word. I don't know what it means, but it could fit that. Go on. No, because it's going to be ridiculous. Do it. Stalwart. No, no. I can see how where you're going with that, but the answer was linchpin. Eh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Score remains 32-11. Question three of the final round. An object, typically an inscribed ring or stone, that is thought to have magic powers and to bring good luck. Oh, uh... Mm. Can't get that. Give up? Yeah. The answer is talisman. Wow. Two questions ago, 32-11 is the score. Question four. Any of six practice shots allowed to each competitor in a shooting or archery tournament? Duncan. Sighter? Sighter is correct! Oh, that's very good. 32-14. The final quiz. <laughs> the final question. <laughs> the only thing I could think of for that was... <laughs> the final quiz, also true. <laughs> The only thing I could think of for that was a, a penalty shootout is a bit of a lottery. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish. So it's a historically amazing how people struggle with this round, I have to say. Um, 32 for oh, so, so he's had a sight is actually a lovely cliche. Yeah. I'd never really thought about it. I thought it was just he's, he's had a sight of goal, but that's actually really mm, nice. Early sighter. Yeah. What sort of shot would you consider an early sighter, Duncan? Like, yeah, sort of from the edge of the box reasonable it doesn't go wide wide by much but you know just whistles past oh the, so there's the a threshold by how much he can miss the target to be a sighter oh yeah if you if it goes miles over that's not a sighter that's just bad it's like a regular sighter. episode now isn't it this is good this um, <laughs> anyway 32-14 as we go into the final question of the seventh edition of the cliches quiz here we go adding a late third or fourth goal in a 3-0 or 4-0 win 
also defined as shine or luster on a smooth surface. Oh, uh, Michael, gloss, put the gloss on it. Gloss is correct. And indeed, you have put the gloss <laughs> on your third straight cliches quiz victory. Well done to you, 35 points to 14. An absolute runaway. Um, what was the turning point? What was the moment in which you began to pull clear, do we think? Probably the, the I got to say the FIFA presidents. I was I was nervous about the sixth. Uh, that was a, that was a twelve point a twelve point swing. And I must say I did get lucky. I wouldn't have got the the two players in the Nike advert, for example. Andre Villas Boas feels like lucky. a long, long time ago, doesn't it? It does, but fair play. You you justified the answer. And to be honest, I I had noted before that he had a player called that name. So okay. I Maybe I could have thought about that. Yeah, uh, Duncan, uh, are you disappointed in yourself? Where could you? Where do you think you could have done better? Well, not naming Antarctica would have been a reasonable <laughs> shout. That was, although I do think that was a real alarm bells here. Yeah, when it went a bit off course, as you as you might if you found yourself in said continent at that point. But yeah, I mean, like Michael says, I had Havilland ready to go mm. if he hadn't have have got that, and yeah, mm. and I think once he had that double digit lead, you know, some of my some of my KPIs fell away, I think. Yeah, you were very much the uh, the Amundsen. No, no, you were very much the Scots no. <laughs> to Cox's yeah. Amundsen on the race to the South Pole there. Um, Coxie reigns supreme again, unprecedented. Well, it was already unprecedented, but he's a three-time winner of the Clichés quiz. Um, thanks, thanks for coming along, Duncan. <laughs> thanks anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll call you back, I'm sure. Coxie, congratulations. Thank you. As always, I, I really enjoyed the quiz. As always, apart from the Clichés round itself, which I'm constantly terrible at held your own nonetheless um, thanks for everyone for listening and hopefully playing along if you've beaten Coxie's score of 35 points do let us know to anyone who'll be with us in Leeds tonight can't wait to see you and we'll be back here on Tuesday cheers how did you get the stats for the moustaches you just go through everyone yeah I did I did it from memory first and then clarified any I wasn't sure about on Getty Images wow. uh, I had to go through 70 pages of Allardyce <laughs> find out when <laughs> <laughs> The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.